How sweet are the tidings that greet a pilgrim's ear as he wanders in desert from home. Too soon will the Savior in glory appear and soon will the kingdom come. He's coming, coming, coming soon I know. Coming back to this earth again, and the weary pilgrims will to glory go when the Savior comes to reign. Father, your word says, All that men will praise the Lord for your goodness and for your mercy in all our lives. Father, you have been good to us. Father, we are praising you specifically, O oh God, for what you have done during these 100 days. Father, we are in awe of you for what you have done. Thank you, Father, for the various testimonies, O oh Lord, that have come every single day as we have had this testimony, as we have had these prayers all over the world. Thank you, Father, Lord, even for what you have used, even this online uh, evangelism to do. Thank you, Father, Lord. Even when people plan to have a hundred people in their gathering, you have allowed it to go to thousands of people because of this online evangelism. People who have been missing from church, you have allowed them to start worshiping again online. Father, what the devil meant for evil, you have turned it to good. All new creative ways of spreading the gospel, oh Lord, that you have shown unto us that have come to stay. Even creative ways of reaching those who are struggling. Father, we bless your holy name. We ask that you accept our thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for all the opportunities, oh Lord, that you have created even for ministries, oh Lord. All over the world, people are ministering to the needy, to the homeless. You have allowed this to be possible. Father, we thank you for all our young people in various groups, in various churches. They are coming together in life numbers, even because of the technology that has been made available. Glory, honor, and adoration be unto your holy name in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for the open doors that you have shown unto many of us. Things we didn't know we could do. Things we didn't have time to do. Instead of, instead of doors that have been closed, Father, you have opened so many doors. Father, blessed be your holy name. Father, even our world church is recording faithfulness in people's returning tithe and offering. Some people are even giving more because they know that others are not going, are not able to give. Father, we bless your holy name. Please accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for all the healings, oh Lord. Even though many people have lost their lives through COVID, but many, many more people have been healed. And so we thank you for testimonies of healing all over the world. We thank you, Father, for the comfort that you continue to give unto people that have been hurt, that have been bereaved. Blessed be your holy name. Father, what shall we say about Naka, Father God? What shall we say about Naka? Father, all of us have heard of people that have died. We have known people that have died. We have seen people that have died, but you have spared us. Father, our testimony is in your word. Father, we bless you, Lord, today. We praise your holy name, O oh Lord. We are not forgetting your benefit. Father, help us to never forget this benefit. Father, you have forgiven us all our iniquities. You have healed us of all our diseases. You have redeemed our lives from destruction. You have crowned our heads with loving kindness and tender mercies. You have satisfied our mouths with good things. You have renewed our youth like the eagles. You have delivered us, O oh Lord. You have, you have spared us from partaking of COVID-19. Father, if we had a thousand tons, we couldn't praise you enough. Father, accept our thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Father, our church is filled with healthcare workers. They go to work every day. 
people around them get tested positive every day, you continue to spare them. So that they talk about the elderly. If you have the elderly, don't stay with the elderly. We have our people going to work every day, coming back home to our elderly. You have spared all of them. None of them has had to go to the hospital. Father, we praise you. So some of us in our church are immune depressed. Three of us have kidney transplant. All, all, so many people have different diseases. You have still not allowed us to have COVID-19. Father, blessed be your holy name. Father, thank you for the ministries that have sprung up, oh Lord. Things that we tried to do even before COVID-19. Now we have a food pantry. Thank you for the provision. Thank you, Father, because now you are, we are going to have impact in our community. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Father, for the children department and the youth department, oh Lord, for how you have allowed these children to be able to thrive even this period, oh Lord. Even when some other children have not been able to go to church all through this time, our children are able to see themselves. They are able to have activities. We are planning for VBS, the youth department. We have had even more discussions during COVID-19 than we had even before COVID-19. This is only your doing, and it is marvelous in our hearts. Praise your holy name for Barry Nali. Father, if we had a thousand tongues, we couldn't praise you enough for how you have revived our son, how you have redeemed our son, how you have started the good work that you will surely complete, how your son is going to be an instrument in your hand to use for other people, how you have, how you have dried the tears on Leton's eyes in the name of Jesus, how you have turned our sadness into joy. Father, we bless your holy name. Father, accept our thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you even for this Zoom opportunity. Thank you for our communication department, oh Lord. Thank you, Father, for the dedication. Thank you, Father, for the zeal which with it they have done this work to make it easy for all of us. Father, blessed be your holy name in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for the leaders that you have given us. Thank you for our pastor. Thank you for all the elders. Thank you for all the departmental leaders, all the decisions they have had to make even concerning this COVID-19. Thank you, Father, because you have led them. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you for our prayer ministry department, oh Lord. Thank you for the power and grace that you have given to our leader and our leaders even throughout this period that we have been able to pull this through. Father, if we've had a thousand tons, we can praise you enough, accept our thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Thank you for all our visiting friends who have been visiting us from all over the world, who have come to know about our church, about the love of Christ, and who have been impacted. Thank you for this opportunity. Father, we just thank you for being alive today. Thank you, Father, for this July 4th celebration, oh Lord. Your word says, he whom the Lord shall set free is free indeed. Thank you, Father, Lord, because we are not free because the United States made us free, but we are free because we have you. Thank you for the freedom we have today. Thank you for the life that you have given unto us. Thank you for the breath upon our lips. Thank you, Father, because we shall not forget your benefits and every moment that we are alive will continue to praise you. Father, may we never forget how you have blessed us during this period especially. May we never take it for granted. May we continually be in awe of you. May we be in praises of you. Blessed be your holy name for all that you have done for us, for what you are doing presently, and for what you will do for us. In Jesus' holy name we have praised. Amen. Acts 1 verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. May God continue to add a rich blessing to the hearing and doing of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy Sabbath, everyone, and praise God. What beautiful music, what powerful prayers. 
God has truly been with us this morning and what a privilege it is for us to come and be a part of it. 100 days of prayer. Who would have known how different our world would be today? But I praise God. I praise God that I'm here. I am praise God that you're here. And this, I have to admit, this is different because I can't see everybody. I can't hear your voices. But I pray that by faith that you are rejoicing with me with holy hands. You're lifting up to the Lord how great it is that we are still here. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. And I praise God for the privilege. Psalms 118.23, my sister already prayed it this morning. Psalms 118.23 says, this doing is God's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. God has answered so many prayers in the past 100 years, 100 days. And I'm so grateful again to our leadership, Elder Gordon, to um, the communication team, to everyone who has been a part. Every night we have gathered at 8 p.m. to offer our prayers and our praise to God. And God has answered. And most of all, he's given us a new commitment today, a new commitment to go on unto the end. I want to thank God so much for our pastor, Pastor Dankwa, for allowing me this humble privilege to come and to share with you on such a high Sabbath, but also an unprecedented Sabbath in, in, in this earth's history. And so because it's such a sober time for each one of us, I ask that you would please pray for me and pray with me as I share with you this morning. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, I thank you and I praise you. Great is your faithfulness, O Lord, because it's not any goodness or righteousness that we should still be here, that we should still have breath in our lungs or the activity of our limbs. God, that we can even offer our praises to you, most holy God. But Father, we're here and we're hungry for you. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for making it possible. And so, Lord, again, I'm asking that you will hide me. You will crucify self in me. And Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O oh God. This is my prayer, and I give you thanks for hearing and for answering in Jesus' name. Amen. 100 days of prayer. This is the 100th day. It's July 4th, and it's also Independence Day, the day of freedom here in this country, America. So it's troubling almost for me and so many that look and sound like me that the legal and economic systems, the healthcare and academic systems are still not freely and fairly accessible today. That hundreds of years after this country's forefathers penned a document that declared, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yes, it's almost a national promissory note, but people like me and you we experience on a daily basis that this promise has been defaulted and continue every day to be marginalized and criminalized and dehumanized 
crushed and gunned down daily all over this nation freely. Independence Day, it's a day of celebration of freedom. But if we're honest, over the last 100 days, so many freedoms have been stripped away. Children have been unable to attend school. Laborers haven't been able to go to work. Businesses have been shut down, closed. Celebrations have been canceled. Families have not been able to see, access their sick and their loved ones, all because of an invisible virus called COVID-19 that's robbed us of so many of the freedoms that we usually enjoy. And no race, no religion, no gender has gone unaffected. We have all been awakened to the reality that we are not free agents, but we are all subject to a higher power. So on this day, what can I possibly say to encourage you, assuming that you need encouragement to be willing to go to the end? I'd like for you to reflect with me on two figures from our history. And the first one is probably most familiar, Dr. King, during his final speech before being gunned down less than 24 hours later. He said, we've got some difficult days ahead, but it really doesn't matter to me now because I've been to the mountaintop. I've seen the promised land. And I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. In a prophetic finale to his speech, King revealed that he was not afraid to die. He said, like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place, but I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And so I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. His unshakable faith and hope and courage still make me emotional every time I hear and I read his speeches today. Then the second the second story describes an unlikely heroine, but her God's abounding grace upon her life, despite the predicament that she was in that she did not ask for, it still speaks volumes to me every time I recall her story. And so if you'd like to, please turn with me to Genesis 16, seven through 13 as I read. The angel of the Lord found Hagar. Yes, Hagar, near a spring in the desert. And he said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back, go back to your mistress and submit to her and her authority. The angel added, but I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous for you to number. But the angel had more good news to give her. You are now pregnant, 
single mothers. And you will give birth to a son. You shall name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard your misery. But, and now mothers, listen to this report. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him. He will live in hostility and toward all of his brothers. But this is the verse that is most incredible. After the angel had proclaimed all of these sobering words to Hagar, her response in verse 13, she says, she gave this name to the Lord that spoke to her. She said, you are the God who sees me. And I have now seen the one who sees me. She was now convinced, church, that the Lord who saw her understood her and would defend and protect her. Time will not permit me to expound adequately on these two stories, but this morning I just want to share a few points that the Lord spoke to me. Number one, acceptance. That the days ahead for us will not be easy. I can't even imagine being in a crowd of the thousands of laborers that Dr. King spoke to hearing that it would get worse before it would get better. I can't even imagine Hagar, especially as a mother myself, hearing the Lord tell her to return to the oppressive mistress that had abused her while still carrying and one day birthing a hostile and a wild lineage. But it reminds me that daily I need serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things that I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Number two, they both had heard the voice of God and they had witnessed his glory. And somehow I imagine that that glory was humbling and it was beautiful. And because of it, they were convinced that God would be true to the word he had promised. Neither of them, because of it, were fearful of oppressive mistresses, oppressive people, of oppressive systems, of systemic racism, not even of death, because they were assured that God had heard their complaints, their pleadings, and he had seen their tears. And three, they were pregnant with a vision of God of God himself inside of them. And they knew that they could trust him with their future. They felt honored to be chosen to carry out that vision, no matter the cost, knowing that God had willed it. But that was then and that was them. And so what does that have to do with me and you here in 2020 when COVID is looming and racial tensions are increasing and they're relentless? How can we persevere and go on to the end? Church, it was God. It was God then and it's God now who gives us the will and the do of his good pleasure, the desire and the power according to Philippians 2.13. 
And in Acts 1.8, as my daughter read this morning, God says, ye shall receive this power when the Holy Ghost shall come upon you and you will be witnesses and you will go. It's always been God's plan. All of our lives, and especially during these hundred days of prayer, that we would hear the angel of the Lord saying that we can go in his power, saying that we must experience this power because we can't go and we can't give what we don't have and what we haven't experienced. Accepting that yes, the times, the days may be different and the challenges may be greater, but God has not changed and he wants us to be convinced of this truth or we will not go. If we have not witnessed his glory that empowers us to have courage even unto death and not be afraid, it must replace our fear, our anxiety and our worry with God's love and his power and a sound mind. Because over these hundred days, God had to continue to remind me, Lorraine, I've not given you a spirit of fear. I've given you love, I've given you power, I've given you a sound mind. We must be convinced of these truths. Only the Holy Spirit can replace our hatred, our prejudice and our pride and our bitterness and replace it with unfailing love that is patient and love and, and kind and not prideful, not self-seeking, not easily provoked, not keeping record of wrongs. An unfailing love that rejoices not in evil, but rejoices in truth. We must receive and be able to give that love. We must believe it. We must believe that God has promised that he is for us. He is with us. And Jesus says in Matthew 28, lo, I am with you even until the end of the age. And he has given us power. He's given us authority. He's given us a divine privilege that is above all privilege, including white privilege. We must be convinced of this truth. Otherwise, we will not go. We will not make it a priority to go with this divine privilege, with this power and with this love to the widow and to the fatherless and to the poor and to the oppressed, to the prisoner and to the brokenhearted, but rather we will hold on to our own interests, our own opinions, our own agendas. And honestly, church, we won't care about black lives or any other lives except our own. In order to go until the end, we must like Isaiah in chapter six who said, he saw the Lord in the temple high and lifted up and he responded, here, I am, here am I, send me. We must like David in Psalm 16 who said, he set the Lord always before him. He is at my right hand and I shall not be moved. We must like Elijah in 2 Kings 6, 16 said, I saw that they who are for me are more than they that are against me. Yes, church, they saw the one who sees me and you today. He's telling us, I see you. I see your hurts. I see your disappointments. I see your frustrations. But he's asking us today, to see him. He's asking us today to know that he's in the midst of all of this. 
He has not left us. He's asking us to see him despite COVID, despite the racial unrest, and know that we can trust him. He has given us a divine pause, an invitation to see the promised land and keep our eyes on him. The Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, keep him ever before our faces. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord with me today that we don't have to fear. We don't have to hate. We don't have to wonder why all these things are, are happening because Jesus told us in his word long, long ago, all of these things. And he said, so that we would know when they come to pass that we might believe in him. So today, will you accept his offer? Will you come and join this Christian band and go? Because he's coming. He's coming and by his grace, we as a people will make it to the promised land that he has promised and prepared for us today. Today is the day of salvation. And God is inviting someone today to come and go with me to my father's house. Come and go with me to the promised land. So as each one of us bows our heads and closes our eyes, if you want to accept the Lord's invitation today, or you want special prayer, I'm inviting you to please type in the chat your desire or stay by after service to talk with one of our elders. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you so much that you are in the midst of us. Thank you so much that you are for us. Thank you so much, Father, that you have promised never to leave us. God, we are humbled to know and to experience your great love towards us. Day after day, you load us with your goodness and all of your benefits. We are so grateful this, this morning. Father, please, please help us to accept your invitation to go with you today to the end because you are there waiting for us. And Lord, we don't want your sacrifices to be in vain. So bless us now today, every person under the sound of my voice. And Lord, I pray that if we never see each other again on this side of heaven, may we all be reunited in that promised land that you have prepared for us and you are soon to come to take us. Please keep us faithful to the end is our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. You are worthy to be praised. God, you are worthy to be praised. God, our provider, you are worthy to be praised. God, our healer, you are worthy to be praised. God, our Savior, you are worthy to be praised. We thank you, Father, for the admonition this morning. I will go to the end. We thank you for your daughter, who you have chosen to speak to us. We thank you, Father, for all the guests 
and members who are able to call in today, Father. We pray, Father, as we continue with the walking on earth, Father, that you give us the wisdom and you give us the direction that we need for that to further the gospel of Christ. We thank you, Father, that everything that we've had this afternoon that doesn't go in from one here and leave the other here, Father. We pray, Father, we apply these words into our life and be able to go on and continue with the service. We thank you as we continue with all the prayers that we have to do, all the people who have prayer requests today, Father, we pray, Father, as we leave them up to you, that you answer all these prayers according to your will, according to your wisdom, Father. We pray for direction, Father, for every individual on the line this morning. We pray for guidance, Father. We pray that whatever that we've come, the burden that we came here with this morning, Father, that you've given us strength to know that we can overcome those burdens. So we thank you for your superpower on us, Father, for your direction and your guidance. And we pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit would dwell on each and every one of us. This I pray for this afternoon, Father, in Christ's name. Amen. Day by day. 